Um, cause I use the analogy. It's like, you know, it's like when this, you know, this hurt, you know, herd of pang of this colony of penguins. And if, if you're an eagle in that colony, you're always going to fall short. You're going to be the worst penguin. Like you can't do anything right. And you just don't fit in and you feel horrible. But if you realize you're an eagle, then you can find your wings. Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen, the number one balance and relationship advisor in the world, here to make sure that you get every single balance, work, life, and love, parentheses people, and love tool that you can use to make sure that you grow your life and your business with joy and intimacy. Notice that I deepened my energy when I say and intimacy because it's so important. I am not just talking about, nor am I excluding, physical intimacy. I'm talking about all of intimacy, 360 degrees, making sure that you have room and space to grow these magnificent businesses that you guys are creating and you can have fun and enjoy the process. Yes, you might be swinging from some chandeliers when you have a 20 minute lunch break. I'm hoping it's taking you a little bit longer than 20 minutes. It's okay if it isn't. And making sure you have some space to play with your family, your nieces, your nephews. And if you happen to have little, little G people like I do, the grandbabies, then making room for those too. That's why I'm excited to bring to you this beautiful royal blue soul. I'm saying that because she is rocking this royal blue outfit right now. You guys can't see it, but I have the privilege to do so. Welcome to Ms. Madeline McRae former corporate consultant and now a business growth strategist. She has helped over 15,000 people hit the next stage of their growth, whether it's their first million in revenue or 5 million or more. Why did she decide to do this? I'm hoping she'll tell us a little bit more as soon as we get started, but I'm just going to assume once she had that bundle of joy in her belly brewing on her maternity leave, she decided, you know what? I got all this knowledge, all this amazing skill. I am pretty dang on dope if I do say so myself. So why not create some more time and freedom to raise my bambino? Madeline, welcome to the Balanced Bully Podcast. How are you today? Well, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you are welcome. And you are rocking this royal blue, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I would love for you to share with everyone just a little bit more about how you're helping all these businesses, the 15,000 plus at this point, I'm sure that number has grown over the last year or so with all of the ways that they're navigating those growth pains so you can help them shape more efficient systems and processes so they can grow their businesses and dare I say, balance boldly. Yeah, balancing boldly is I love the name of your podcast. I love your mission because it is not about 50-50. It is not about, you know, that is not equal 100 in our world. Entrepreneurial life does not give you that, right? You can't say, did I get 30% here and 30% here and 30% here and use that leftover 1% for something? It just doesn't look like that, right? Balance, right. you know, in my perspective, looks like sometimes 99% one. <laughs> sometimes that's what it looks like. True. And you just want to feel joyful. So I um, primarily help business owners in the home improvement space and ah. niche down even more. We actually focus on shading. So all mm. the things that keep you cool, um, not HVAC, not, not that sort of cool, but like the shading from windows, doors, window coverings, screens, awnings, those sort of things. So mm. we help those business owners um, 
really run more effective businesses by first of all, understanding where they stand and mastering their own skills and delegating effectively. A lot of our peeps are um, really bold, bright, ambitious go-getters and not necessarily educated in the school systems with their degrees and their postdocs and all those things, but they've learned hard knocks. So I take their school of hard knocks knowledge, all their trade expertise, and I shape it up with a little bit of business acumen and send them on their way. Oh, I love that. So your your gift is in polishing and providing some really efficient shade to the people who provide the shade. I love yeah, that. That is what I do. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. So what what made you decide, you know, besides what I said when we were doing our introduction, mm-hmm. what made you really decide to take that bold step for yourself? Because you are not new to business, clearly no, coming from your expertise. No. Mm-hmm. Well, what made you decide to be bold and courageous enough to step out on your own? You know, I had never considered owning my own business when I was younger. But I never saw any examples of that when I was a kid. And I never really considered it for myself. So I took a, you know, had a job and then got a corporate job. And I, I, I climbed the corporate ladder. It was really super fun. But for me, when I got to the top of the corporate ladder and the next role for me would have been CEO, if I would yeah. have stayed, I wasn't ready for a CEO role of a $100 million organization. Wasn't quite there yet. Um, and I saw all these smart business owners working really, 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 really hard at the wrong things. And then I saw all these really um, powerful corporate executives show up to these organizations and just, they were like ships crossing in the night. They just were missing each other. And I knew that I could be kind of a stopgap to help the corporate teams and the business owners meet in the middle a little bit more effectively. And so I just knew I had more to give And I'm sure deep down inside, there was something about having a child that made me both be a little more cautious, but also be bolder to say, what example am I giving to my son? And so I just, with no business doing it, I just started my own business. (laughs) I just jumped right out. No, I love it. You literally, and this is going to feel like a little bit of a pun for the super niche, niche, niche that you have, but you literally Mm -hmm. hung out your own shingle and decided to back it up with your business acumen, your expertise, and your drive to do something more efficient and better. Yep. Yep. And to help people, right? I saw so many business owners who were just, you know, on the edge of burnout, going through divorces because they never made time for families. Yep. Or um, maybe alienating relationships with their children, because when you have a business, it's like having another child, right? It's a lot of work and you pour your soul into it. And I didn't, I knew that if they just changed a few things about how they operated, that didn't have to be their permanent reality. And they didn't need to risk their families and risk their joy and risk their long-term happiness in order to chase success. Yeah, I completely agree. And I align with that for so much of what we do and the work that we do in our personal development company for power Mm -hmm. couples, because a lot of the challenges they're having is because they were creating these wildly successful businesses, some Mm -hmm. with and some without having people like you behind them to really Mm -hmm. help them be more efficient. And it was exhausting. They are excited that they were able to do their dream work, right? Their life work, but they weren't able to prioritize their family. 
in the process. Yes. And that's usually where we come in on, on that end is to help mm. them reprioritize and create the same or better joy in their marriage that they've been mm. trying to create in their business. So I, mm. I totally Love relate it. to that and I respect it. Love it. Oh, on Love so it. many levels. So I'm, um, I would dare say a professional digital stalker, like professionally, <laughs> of course, right? Uh, and I came across because I was, you know, professionally digital stalking you for our due diligence for the show, and, you know, all all the good stuff. Because um, we vet our people, you came across, you know, with flying colors, with no problem. And an interview that you did I'm somewhere in the, it was posted in the, in the early oh. spring, like you know, maybe March <laughs> or so of this year. So who knows when you actually recorded it. But you said something I found really awesome and relatable. You said quite a few things, quite honestly. Thank but you. one that stuck out the most was you said, I'm trying to not misquote you, but I'm, I'm pulling off of my 40 plus year old brain here, um, which is magnificent for all of you who are questioning those of us who are over 40. But <laughs> you said something <laughs> about you grew up feeling other. Mm. Um, and I think you even said, like, I grew up feeling uh, really other. Um, and then you kind of explained different because you didn't necessarily grow up from a, a, a historical branch of other entrepreneurs mm -hmm. to lead and guide you. So I'm curious for you as you're creating more time and more freedom for your life. And as a boy mom and, mm -hmm. you know, really going all the way in with making sure that you show up fully for yourself and mm -hmm. also provide modeling for him and, and all the future hymns that will come after yeah. him, not just through your body, but, you mm -hmm. know, cousins and all the things. Sure. What, what has that been like for you to be in that space where you're literally creating from scratch on so many levels? Because you don't have personal models that you That's can right. run into. Like, yeah. how has that been for you um, across your journey? Um, the first, the first thing that I did is I invested in a coach, right? Mm -hmm. I invested in someone who was already, this, had achieved the level of success to which I aspired or at least I felt could give me, propel me that way. And I don't always have a coach, right? Even though I myself am a business coach, I don't always have one. But when I feel I'm ready to up level, when what I've been doing is no longer serving, or it's not enough to get me to where I want to go, I generally look for someone who is a couple stages ahead of me. I'm really consciously aware that we do our best work with people who are a few stages below or a few stages above us. When they're too high, when we perceive them to be too high above us or too low below us in terms of their progression, um, progression of life, not as though anyone's beneath you, not that, yeah. but just progression, yeah, right? then you have a hard time. Um, if, you, if you choose a mentor who's so much further above you, what I have found myself doing is I'm trying to please them. I'm trying to mm -hmm. be worthy. I'm trying to show up so that they'll be, so that I can feel like they approve. And that actually doesn't give me the freedom to express where I need to go next. So I always look for a mentor who is just a couple stages before me, but someone who sparks me because I am a profoundly verbal processor. I need to talk it out. And when I do, it's like brilliance, brilliance, brilliance. And I cannot achieve that when I am locked in my own brain. Yeah. For me, journaling is like into the pit of despair, right? I'll have a perfect day and then I'll journal about it. And you think like I ended up somewhere horrific because I just spiraled down. It is not beneficial to me. Yeah. And I've had so many people encourage me, oh, journal it out, journal it out. That puts me into like a tangled web of nonsense, like just doesn't help. 
I need to speak it out. I need to let it out of my soul. I need to get it out of my body. And um, words are my jam. I love words. I love vocabulary. And when I can use them and play with it, it gives shape to my thoughts in a way that, um, that just really is empowering. So I find someone who is able to unlock that lock for me. And that's the secret sauce for me is finding a really powerful thought partner who I can jam with, right? Because sometimes it's not the advice that they give. It's the space they create. And, and that's, that that is so much what I need, right? Just that powerful space where they don't hero worship me, right? They throw you're cool, but you know, let's, let's all be cool. Like they, and if you have, if you're working with someone who's not at your level or a few stages above you, they end up hero worshiping your success. And to me, that's profoundly disempowering because when you're put on a pedestal, where can you go from there? Absolutely. So a thousand percent. That's, that's how I started. And, um, that journey of otherness has been really interesting to notice. So thank you for noticing it in that interview. Um, I actually wrote a little children's story. Um, which I'm about to drop on Kickstarter next month. Mm, yes, we need to add that link in the show notes. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. whenever we're ready to rock with it, we definitely will. It's been, um, it's called The Unusual Penguin. Mm-hmm. And it's about a little uh, penguin mommy. It's narrated by her who comes across this beautiful egg and she takes it and, and raises it as her own. And this little, her little penguin boy is so different than all the other penguins. And it turns out, do you want to want to spoil our alert? Yes, please, please. You see, you can see me on the edge of my seat. It turns out over, he's the most horrible penguin. He's not good at any penguin things. He doesn't belong. He doesn't look like the other penguins. He doesn't like the other things. And, um, but he's a, he's a joyful spirit and he feels, starts to feel compressed. And it's only when he um, sees another eagle soaring overhead and is inspired to take flight that he discovers who he is and finds joy. Mm, I love this. The colony celebrates with him because they all knew he was an unusual penguin. And when they realize he's actually an eagle, they all have joy. I love this so much. This is like all of my kids. (laughs) Yes. I actually wrote it for my son. I was um, telling that I felt unusual as a kid to a couple of my girlfriends, um, yeah. you know, how do we, how do we make sure that we have a good tribe? You know, my good girlfriends and they, three years ago, they told me, um, cause I use the analogy. It's like, you know, so when this, you know, this hurt, you know, herd of pink of this colony of penguins. And if, if you're an Eagle in that colony, you're always going to fall short. Yeah. You're going to be the worst penguin. Like you can't do anything right. And you just don't fit in and you feel horrible. But if you, realize you're an eagle, then you can find your wings. No, right. I and love this. They said, why don't you write that into a little story? And so I did. And my first draft, my son rejected because he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was traumatized by my first draft because the eagle just flew away. And he's like, but what about his mommy? Does he still love his mommy? And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot write a children's story that the child at the end is like, <laughs> abandoned. Like, peace out. <laughs> Um, and now he comes back and the very last scene in the book is this mommy's mommy penguins igloo. So she has this little igloo with an eagle's nest on the top and oh. they're holding hands. She's through the window and he's in his nest and they're holding their little wings together so that, you know, he comes back to his mommy, does not abandon his family. 
No, I, how about I love how your son is like, no, failure, and you've received feedback. How yes. about that? Yeah. Right? Like, talk yeah. about business yeah. acumen, because that's a huge issue. And I know you weren't going that deep in the children's book because oh, you, you know, made it yeah. age appropriate. But for adults that learn a lot from reading children's books, because God knows yes. there's so much to like yeah. the Moana movie. Like, for entrepreneurs, yeah. if you look at it through an entrepreneur's eyes, there's yeah. so much in that, right? But as you were saying, and I'm like, oh, your son was like, no, failed, and this is feedback. Do it again. Yeah, and, that's right. And you, and you did it. You didn't right. just say like, oh, he doesn't accept it. I'm the worst mom in the world. No, no. and I, right. I've been reading it to him as we go along. Like I read mm -hmm. some little parts, and first it started written in prose, and then it kind of jammed into poetry, and then it ended in prose again. And when he made that critique, I couldn't make it work. It yeah. took me a long time. It's been three years in the works. It took me a long time to figure out what was, how to do it. And they, what changed is when I made the mommy the narrator and mm. I turned the whole thing into this big, beautiful poem. Oh. Um, it just, it came together. It took, it took some time, right? I, I am a, I am an excellence seeker. I, I do all things at excellence level. I don't like to be mediocre. You know, in school it was yeah. like A's or nothing. It wasn't mm. like A's and B's. No B's weren't mm. a thing. Right, like these were yeah. the report card. That was pretty much the equivalent of an F in my my paradigm. Um, not that that's neither neither here nor there, but um, when I, it's really really well written poetry, and so yeah. for like a smart six year old, someone who's bright, and I don't I don't talk down to the kids, right? I mm -hmm. use grown up language. I use big words. I use fun vocabulary. Yeah. I use powerful rhymes, and it it's it is would be good for parents to read too, because it tells a really empowering story. Um, yeah. Sometimes when you, when you feel like you're just that unusual penguin, right? When you don't fit in, when you, it's not you that's wrong. Right? Right. It's your environment. You have to look around and say, okay, where else could I lean into? Which goes right back to the heart of my entrepreneurial journey. Find your tribe and find a good mentor. No, I love this. And you're from, you know, I come from the clinical space and from the yeah. clinical space, we're taught to meet people where they are. Mm. And what you're doing with the, you know, spoiler that you're giving us <laughs> for the book is you're, you're meeting the kids where they are in their exploration of self. And mm -hmm. if they're feeling disconnected or they're curious about what it means to not automatically fit in when they're mm. feeling a little other, yes. like the other penguin, you're meeting them, but you're also bringing them forward. You're not yeah. just staying there. You're helping them grow by not using little people words, right? right. Like by giving them right. other vocabulary and other ways of seeing, thinking, and feeling. Yeah. Right, honestly. Yep. Yep. No. There's a line yeah. in the poem that says, when you're expected to be something you're not, it makes you feel small. It sure hurts a lot. Mm. And I just want them to understand that sometimes that expectation of others on you yeah. is, is for you to change who you are. And that hurts. And it's okay to hurt about it, but you don't need to stay in the hurt space. There's mm -hmm. space beyond it. There's a space yeah. of joy. There's a space of belonging. And I, that to me is just such an important message. So I'm, I'm going to be a published children's author here soon. So that can be added to my credentials. Yes, I'm like, you heard it here first. That's right. Podcast. I really haven't announced it publicly. So I think it's like, you heard it here first, first, right? <laughs> this is super awesome. Okay. So I have to ask you, when yes. you are not writing amazing children's books, <laughs> and, which give adult lessons as yes. well for, yes. for us to grow into as well, and not helping thousands of people really close the gap 
in their space with with the way that you do it, especially in the super niche, niche, niche shading space that you're doing Mm -hmm. it. When you're not doing that and being really invested in all of the boy mom duties that have you occupied, including this morning, right? Like right before we got started, (laughs) mommy has to go to work, give me 30 minutes, right? Right. Which I love so much for so many reasons. How are you giving yourself permission to pause? So my permission to pause shows up in a lot of ways. Um, the first way in which it shows up is that I change the timeline on my dreams sometimes because I'm a bold, ambitious person, right? I love to push the gas pedal in my business and be like, serve my family, right? right? That has not served my family purposes. And I've had to say all that badness, girl, you, you got this all good. And not now. Right. So I give my self place space to pause by shifting some of the timeline on my bigger, more um, elevated goals so that I have more time to achieve them. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel so scarce about the time. So I actually work less hours because I give in myself more time to achieve. So that's that's a, a core and primary way in which I give myself permission is I give it at work because I know I'm all one person. And yes. only on my mom, I'm a solo mom, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I need to make sure that I have given myself the time and space for that. And the other way in which I give myself permission to pause is I just take what I need at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, if I need a great bubble bath, I take it. If the end of the day, I need to watch like mindless reality TV, that's what I do too. Right. Whatever I need without judgment. I usually yes. take it with judgment, like a nice right. pride helping of judgment. So there's a little guilt on the side. So, but now just no guilt. Like I'm mm-hmm. tired. I'm done. My brain has no more waves to give. <laughs> just right. No more waves to give. Mm-hmm. And I take what I need at the end of each day on purpose so that I don't need a vacation from my life. Oh, well said. Well said. So, because I could help, I was trying not to grab them. I'm going to grab them and show you, but I'm not going to shake them for the audio. (laughs) I'm normally with all my clients. I'm like, let's celebrate that. I love that. So I have to ask you now, how can people connect with you so they can get more of all that you're doing in the world and get that link for when the Kickstarter starts? And I know it'll be two separate links, but where can they come? So definitely check out the show notes. That's the first and foremost show notes. Um, (laughs) If you want to go to my website, it's mmmcrae.com. And that's the best place to reach me. Of course, you'll have the social media links and all that in the show notes. That's fine too. Um, My website, there's a simple contact form. If you're itching to have a chat with me or you're just dying to get access to that book or you want to buy a zillion copies to give to others, Amen. Check out my website. My It will be updated with the link for my book. <laughs> You're a good business strategist. I'm listening to you and she's like, and let me drop the seed. That's In case right. you want to buy a thousand to give it to your local school. That's right. God knows they need them. That's okay. Yes. Yes. Listen. Pay it forward, my friends. Pay it forward. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate this so much. You have given such introspection into how we can look at children's books a little bit different. Mm -hmm. The stories, especially most, I won't say most, that's a a big uh, generalization. Many entrepreneurs, including myself, first partaker, definitely felt like the other. 
-hmm. like the, the one that didn't fit in. And for some families, you're considered the black sheep, right? Like all the challenges that you have to navigate through that and yeah. you writing this story and it adding value to even your current clients, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it's such a an added bonus. It's, it's just a bonus gift that no one could have anticipated except for maybe your son, who clearly is the one running the family at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm a singer. <laughs> I know. I know my place. <laughs> I'm not mad at all. I do believe children should be spoiled. So that, I'm, I'm one of those people that are like, no, spoil those babies. Absolutely. <laughs> show, once. <laughs> yeah, show them all the love. You know, that's, I'm, I'm yeah. one of those people. I really do appreciate you being here with us. It has been fantastic. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Balance Boldly listeners. Okay. I wish I could do Cardi B style, but I'm not that gifted with the way that I roll my R's. Sorry. The okay that I gave you is the max that I can do. Do not judge me. And if you do, it's okay. Just make sure you subscribe and write a fantastic five-star review and share this episode with everyone in your circle so we can make sure that they get not only the great balance tools that we're serving you up because you stay to the end to listen to this, but that everything that our great experts like me McCray has brought to you today. It has been fantastic. And what a bonus you get to share with your kids, your nieces, your nephews, and your grandbabies too, if you happen to be part of the G-Bunny fan club, right? All right. I appreciate you guys so much as usual. To get any information you need, just check below in the show notes. I do not want to hear, Nikita, I was on my Peloton at the time that I listened to this. That's great. Pause it, bookmark it, and make sure you go and click the link so you can follow these experts because they are sharing such magnificent nuggets with their life, love, and balance that they are bringing to you before work, I might add, because they paused their life just for you so you can balance boldly. See you next week.